welcome to the Mystic Skeptic Radio Show and Podcast, the program in which we ask the tough questions and explore different alternatives to today's pressing issues, theories, or enigmas. Our show is devoted to the exploration of all things mystical, philosophical, scientific, political, conspiratorial, and cosmic. Join us in an exploration of the Mystic Skeptic MySpace. In this week's show, we're airing an interview with the Beer Latte Podcast of me, regarding aliens and the improbability of their existence. So people are going to be like, well, they were talking about UFOs, so then they could stop talking about coronavirus, and then it gets swept under the rug. Then the first thing you see is someone on, on YouTube or on one of those shows saying, well, that's the thing. They're trying to, uh, they're ridiculing the people that know about the aliens, so then nobody becomes aware of the aliens. And it's like they're ridiculing it because it is ridiculous. And there's nothing to back it up. Now, the real issues such as viruses and bacteria and, um, you know, famine, uh, hunger and all those things, some of them are based on plagues. The reason that people are migrating to the north because there's, um, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about climate change, but there are some things that are happening in the climate that is pushing people north and that's causing all kinds of conflict between nations. There's, you know, lack of uh, hygiene from places that are they're being kept ignorant. Um, you were talking about the Catholic Church, and I hate to say it, but some of their, um, the way that they hand out information keeps people in medieval times. So you can pass diseases through holy water and other um, you know, ointments and things that people use to uh, supposedly heal themselves. Uh, you can actually... Uh, so, being scientific is helpful for society, and I see now that I had a guest on my show that was talking about during, um, before the Nazi regime, people were stuck in this, like, imaginary thinking, where everything was mythical and magical, and that's what made them feel good about the state of the affairs, because things were so horrible after World War One that they'd rather go into legendary uh, ideas to feel comforted. So you see that in, in modern society where people are into aliens or comic books or whatever other fantastical stuff to keep them going. And then when you hit them with hard science and with things that is important for the rest of society, they blow you off like you're a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they've also been burned by bad science such as the Nazis who were using eugenics and... Um, you know, racial theories that were based on um, social Darwinism and things like that. So there, everything can be corrupted, but there's this uh, mistrust of, of uh, you know, rational truth and verifiable information that causes a lot of problems. Yeah, so you can look at anything and, and, and be skeptical. Any, any, anything's, anything's a, prob- a probability theory so I hope I blew your guys minds you did especially that whole we could be alone in the whole universe <laughs> now I'm not going to sleep well on that aspect um, I don't know if you've seen it uh, David but this sci-fi film Ad Astra that came out last year oh yeah I, I thought it was yeah. it was good yeah but uh, Daniel you should uh, try finding watch it because that the whole premise of that movie um, or the big, like, 
question at the end of it is, or what happens when we do find out that we are alone. Okay. And, and so I think like that's like the whole, like the realization of one of the characters, is that, that he found out that we are alone, but he cannot accept that we are alone. Shit, that's going to be neat. But it's a, it's a really good movie. I'll watch it. And it was, Not tonight. I need to sleep. But. <laughs> and it was very realistic. Like, the, the good thing about the movie is that you could kind of follow, like, it It didn't seem like... Oh, there's people who don't like sci-fi. Like, I don't know why, but there's people who don't like sci-fi because it's too fantastical or or it doesn't make sense with, with science. Uh, there's people who break down Star Trek and things like that. So that movie kind of mix uh, science with future uh, prognostication of how far can we get and the the time periods were off like he, he got to Saturn like too quick but they didn't even tell you that it had been months and then he came back and stuff like that but they had to keep the movie going um, yeah, yeah they definitely jumped through time to kind of just keep the flow of it going but uh, the movies that, that upset me are, are like um First Contact and um, and Intergalactic was called Inter- Interstellar, where the further you go in the universe, the closer you end up at home. Like you end up, you end up in your living room when you're supposed to be millions of miles away, or you end up talking to an alien that looks like your dad. And it's like, come on, man! It's like they ran out of money and, and CGI effects. Yeah. yeah, I think Interstellar fell from the from the mindset of just Christopher Marvel's asking two big, like, really big questions, and then the movie always uh, needs a resolution, and he was just like, oh, fuck, I don't know the answer. So he just had to, like, try to do something, so he had a new character thrown into a black hole and talking to fifth-dimensional beings, which get on to travel through time, and it's just like, oh, dude, you asked me at that point. Okay, I just the the lesson that I that I want to share with with your audience and with everyone is that don't let yourself fall into the black hole. Like if if you if you're talking to someone and they start going off like one time I used to live in a hippie commune in, in Tennessee and I knew that everybody had their own ways of thinking and stuff and I actually thought it was endearing like to, to meet people that were thinking outside of the box. But I, I'm in a bonfire and this guy is like I was watching this YouTube video and this guy was. He made this model of how the universe is spinning on itself. And, like, you know, it, it looks like a, I don't know, it's like a like a weird twister thing that goes, and then, like, we're in the middle and the whole thing. And it's like, wow, amazing. But, like, how does that affect anybody? <laughs> yeah, what does that do? And it's like, you know, people came up with all kinds of theories before science, before they were able to proved that the Earth um, was around the sun and all that. And they were interesting, and there was whatever they could do with, with the information they had. But uh, it's like the, the Mayans and the calendar, whatever, like, it was... And, and this I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show. I don't know how long the show is, but um, there's... You know, I don't want to start any conflict, but a guy came up with, like, a, a shirt or a motto that said, just because white people can't do it, that doesn't mean it never happened. And it had a picture of a pyramid and like a like one of those uh, big uh, heads that, that the native uh, Latin Americans made. And 
the whole premise of ancient aliens is that humans are incapable of doing anything great. Everything was designed and executed for the use humans as slaves by the aliens. All the cool, like, seven wonders of the earth were made by aliens. And what this guy is saying is that just because Western society cannot recreate it, that does not mean that the ancient man of whatever race they were from or, or part of the world they were from, that they didn't have the vision and the resources to do it. When you have millions of people at your disposal as slaves, you can do practically anything because you just kill them and then you grab another one. So what we don't have in, in human society nowadays is that type of fervor. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, um, you know, going back to Nazis, like, you had a lunatic and all his followers, and they were able to do horrible things with everything at their disposal. So why can we think that, that some civilization was able to build great buildings and statues with whatever they had available because they had a fanaticism that, they were pleasing the gods, or they were pleasing the king, or they were creating something that was worthwhile that was going to last forever. So, if aliens would come and see a, a modern city, city, they would say, why would you waste all those resources and make all these uh, brick buildings and stuff? Like, what do you get out of that? And it would look like a, like an ant pile or something like that to them. Um, but back then, they had the capacity to do that, so... If, if you run into that type of mentality where anything is possible, that it's outrageous, or that people are trying to get you to think outside of the box, always go back to, like, center yourself to the idea that humans have the capacity to do a lot of great things, but they also have the capacity to do a lot of evil, and that manipulating someone, a lot of the cults, um, well, some of the modern cults, they're based on UFO stuff. The guy that said that uh, the aliens were coming, so everybody should castrate themselves. And what Jesus, uh, I don't know that one. It was in the nineties. I don't know how old you guys are, but like you haven't heard of the Matrix or. Uh, no, I, I, I've heard of the Matrix. I've, I've been around. Well, I turned forty-eight. So, but there was a guy in California that got everybody castrated. Jeez. Uh, so sick of the aliens, and then you have the uh, there's a group Raelians in Canada. So you have now cults that say that the aliens made them do whatever crazy stuff they did. So you have fanaticism. I think that there's different types of fanaticism now. You have fanaticism, uh, anti-government fanaticism, and you have and doomsday prepper fanaticism, and then you have the alien fanaticism, where everything is alien or everything is a government conspiracy, and and they build these like cultic mentalities around it, and they're dangerous because people make poor decisions based on those ideas. So I think that people need to study and, and educate themselves to not fall into those patterns that can be destructive. Or like you're saying, maybe we were just more evolved back when we were doing, you know, like the pyramids and all of this. And then because of our destructive nature, destroyed ourselves and, and the actual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The actual drive to be smarter instead we you know we went against ourselves and then then it was just backtracking so have you guys ever heard of graham hancock um that's my knowledge movie so there's this guy he's a he was a reporter in like uh, australia or um 
I think he's um, either British or South African. And he started off as a reporter, and just like the guy from Mexico, he realized that reporting wasn't going to make him any money. So he started writing about ancient civilizations, and he came up with this, like, it's almost like a pre-Earth uh, like universe, like, um, before what we know as modern, or like, Earth history, there was another Earth history where humans became so evolved that they created all these amazing structures. And then with, and then that fell apart. And then on top of those ancient structures, humans built the pyramids and stuff like that. So he claims that inside of the pyramid, there's another pyramid that is made of some amazing metals and whatever Stonehenge was actually a landing path for their ships and all kinds of great stuff. And then the Antarctica was actually Atlantis, all kinds of wild stuff. And people love him. They think he's a genius. I try to read the book that, that he wrote, and I just couldn't understand what the heck he was talking about because it was so outlandish that uh, it's cool, it sounds wonderful, but it's, it goes back to this no evidence other than weird little things here and there that some people wrote back in the Middle Ages. So, um, so it's kind of like we were so advanced, and then we lost ourselves, and then now we have like the the remnants of that or the ruins of that. But it's still like there is no real evidence. It's just conjecture. So um, the Mayans and all those people, they were great civilizations and then they became too powerful and they killed each other or themselves or they, they became unsustainable. So the Mayan uh, ruins were abandoned and people went back to living in the jungle and in the coast. So all that stuff was left there by the time the conquistadors showed up, there was nobody living in the pyramids. The pyramids in, in Mexico City, they were still active. And then the pyramids in Egypt, they had been um, gone through so much that uh, they weren't functional anymore. And then the pyramid's not even functional. Like it, it has like a little path inside that goes into a tomb. So it's just all this rock that is not doing anything. But then they find out that it's uh, pointing to certain stars. And they're like, well, it has to be aliens because... The aliens told them that the stars are aligned to the thing. And it's like, well, you could just have someone lay on the ground and look up and then come up with the how to decipher where the pyramids are. It, it's really not that amazing other than they were following the stars. So. Right, they've always followed the stars. Well, that's what I said in the past. Uh, basically said they had nothing else to do, so who's just taking it and just deem somebody to research it? and watch night after night night after night and figure out where certain stars are and decide to build towards them yeah I mean it's all theory I guess and that was their um, you know we all want to have a legacy or something that we are known for before we die that one guy was the one who said okay we're going to make this stuff right here and they passed that on to his grandchildren and then on and then they slowly built that and that's the only belief they had, that they had to um, connect with deities or with the universe through those means, and all they had was rock and sand. So humans, if, if it's true that we evolved uh, 100,000 years ago to the point where, where we're at right now, we had the capacity in our brain back then than we do now. We just didn't have the tools that we have now. So 
So they say that they built ships that went all the way to the different continents back then. And it just took time for them to figure out the right um, type of equipment and, and shapes of boats and, and um, sails and stuff like that. But maybe there was people who figured it out way before and then it got lost. Uh, in the history of art, you see that there's art that's very advanced back in like 5,000 years ago. And then they decided to go back to more simplistic art afterwards. These different cultures had different emphasis on different things. So if you think the Renaissance art is the most advanced, it's advanced in some things, but in other ways, they have come up with how to make a statue back in um, a thousand uh, before Christ. And then they found it again in the medieval times and they redid it again. So there's been ups and downs in human civilization. Um, the, the Asian aliens and the Gaia network are not considering it's just, if you take human history and you just nitpick the stuff that's weird, you can come up with all kinds of crazy things. Well, also, it was probably way easier because of, like, probably Pangea was, we were Pangea back then, like, the, all the continents were together. That's what they say. Allegedly. Allegedly. And they broke off. Well, so, so where do you guys stand on um, scientific stuff? Like, when you start talking about the paranormal and the, um, Restaurants like that. Do you guys have like a baseline? Like, you know, we we follow the the method, the scientific method, or we are open to any kinds of perspectives, or like. Well, I know I'm open to all types of perspectives. I like the fact that um, other people have their perspectives, and then I take from everybody. I don't know what these guys. I think these guys are really determined against certain things. No, I'm fairly, fairly open, which is my problem. I can be persuaded in many directions based off of, you know, someone goes with a certain thing, so I'm like, oh, shit, that makes sense. For instance, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, nothing's out there, it makes sense. And I don't know if there's someone to talk to, I'm like, oh, shit, there are people out there, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some history um, uh, trivia. Okay. What's the oldest civilization, and how old is it? That would be you, Nick. Um, no. Yeah, it's one. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like, it depends on your definition of civilization, but I would say Mesopotamia. That's what I was going with. It's the old one kind of way, but that also depends. Because Mesopotamia is like one of the first ones they figure was like started like agriculture. And if you think civilization, civilization starts with the start of agriculture, then I guess you could say Mesopotamia. But civilizations did start before that as well. They were just hunter and gatherers. Okay, so most historians would say that it was Mesopotamia. Uh, okay, cool. I would. And then <laughs> there's some other people who would question it and say, well, maybe in uh, Australia or New Zealand, Oceania, what's it called? The the continent? O Oceania or whatever? Yeah, all those islands there. The, there was civilization there in the sense of like people had a language or they had uh, traditions or culture of some, some kind. So let's just say that, you know, and, and that, and how how long ago uh, did the Mesopotamians or the Chaldeans exist? That I'm going to be wrong with, but I want to say around 10,000 years ago. 
So, as far as I know, and and you can uh, double check me on this. Uh, I actually, that's the only time that I'll ever use the History Channel as my source. Um, the History Channel claims that the oldest civilization was. Um, they say that that the Egyptians, the Chinese, and the Babylonians, they were all around four thousand um, before the Common Era. Is when they got going. 4,000 before, so 6,000 years ago. Yeah, so, so give, okay. or, give or take. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a, sh a new show called Conspiracy Theories. I don't know how long it's been around. This has been around for a year. It's a podcast. Um, and they're like, they're talking about Hitler. So, you know, religious studies major. I actually studied uh, Jewish studies. And they're like, this and that, and Conspiracy Theories by Hitler. And then out of the blue, they didn't even say that it was... Um, one of the theories of the Nazis, or the Nazis believe it was like the oldest civilization are the Hindus. They've been around for 25,000 years. And I was like, wait a second. And they're like, that's why the Nazis believe that they were the descendants of the Indo-Aryan uh, civilization because they were the first humans and, and I'm like come on man that is so false and misleading like I, I emailed them several times they had responded to something I said earlier and I told them I'm gonna call the anti-defamation league I'm gonna like set you guys straight and they're like why am I making a fuss about the Hindu civilization being 25,000 years old because that's the whole premise of the, the Third Reich and the racial purity and the, and the eugenics and like they were murdering people because some lunatic claimed that they were the descendants of the first humans and then the first humans were the most uh, evolved and everybody else was uh, Neanderthal or, or a caveman like so all the people they killed the lower races were people who weren't evolved and who came from Africa, the Middle East, and places like that. So for these fools to claim what the ancient aliens um, enthusiasts say and what the Nazis came up with as truth, as historical truth, it's a dangerous idea. And, it's, and it gives um, justification for modern uh, Nazis and modern uh, racists to keep saying the same crap they say. I found a website that says that Jesus was um, Druid. And then he has a, a presentation. The guy's from, from Ireland. And one of his presentations is, why is there so much German phobia? So he went from saying that Jesus was a Druid to the Germans were right that all... Um, biblical people who are of importance including Jesus were all white and they were part of the dominant race and everybody else was a Jew or anything else that they hated so um, so I found it very disturbing that they weren't even checking their facts and historically every historian would say that uh, civilization has only existed for 6,000 years and it came from the Middle East these guys are saying that it came from the Aryan mountains where on top of Persia, and then the, those people migrated north to German lands, and then that's where the the 
original right or whatever they came from. So it, I just found it very disturbing. And most people say, well, you're crazy for making a big deal out of it. It's like, it is a huge deal because it's a theory that brought about multiple deaths, like you know, 10 million people. Like, yeah, you don't, if we don't, what, what's that saying, if we're doomed to repeat, what is it? There's a saying. <laughs> we're, if, if we don't remember yeah. history, we're bound to repeat it, something like that. Exactly. So it's, it's important to keep clear the dates and, and actual events. It's going to repeat a lot of things anyway. So, what? So if you have people that say that Lumerians are the true aliens, they were actually... Uh, some type of race that went underwater with the Atlantis and then they came back and then they were friends with the Nazis and then the Nazis had spaceships and the spaceships they got them from the aliens and it's like it always goes back to uh, racial theories of, of being supreme and everybody else being crap so it's, it's horrible it's, it's, in, in, it's, it, it shows the the insecurity of some people that they have to prove that they are star children, descendants of aliens, or descendants of the master race, or whatever, that, they, that makes them better than everybody else. When if you're truly better, you would be you know, more kind, and more loving, and more respectful, and you wouldn't feel attacked by other races, and other people trying to take over your country, or your civilization, or whatever. You would certainly have no problem. Okay. So, uh, so, if I ever try to connect ancient aliens to Nazism is because of stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, there's other groups that would say that everybody was African or everybody was uh, native or something like that, or that they had greater civilization. Like, we have to be true to history. Like, we can't make stuff up. You know, in the Latin American community, there's this big push of the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incas. They were peace-loving hippies. And when the Europeans came, they were pillaged uh, and, and destroyed. And that is true, but it's not true. Because they were also warriors, and they were also conquerors. So the the British and the, and the French and the Spanish, they made deals with the other tribes that they were enemies of, and it helped them uh, you know, conquer their lands. So there was a lot of animosity among the, the native population, and the, the European conquerors used it for their benefit. So um, they weren't as peaceful as people tried to portray them. So we have to be true to history, and like every human being has capacity for evil, for um, enslavement, for violence, for uh, abuse, and then everyone has capacity for compassion, love, and, and kindness. And then there's, and throughout history, we see different parts of that. And one of the biggest challenges is that people try to use modern ethics and, and morality to judge what people were doing back then. And in some cases, you can, but in other cases, you can't because it was a very uh, bar, barbarian type of world. And like, it, even it is now. Um, we live in, in a lot of comfort in the U.S., but there are ongoing wars and ongoing um, conflicts that are happening uh, in modern world and it's, and it's this um, fight for survival and we would want to change it and make it better and bring different types of um, ethical uh, treatment of people and stuff like that but there is so, so ingrained in the human uh, experience that it's almost impossible to 
eradicate. Which goes back to, that's also another waste of our time, being barbaric to each other, when we could just be healing and move forward and be smarter, smarter, smarter world. So, do you guys have any connections with like uh, production teams, or do you ever want to make a movie or anything like that? <laughs> no, no, I just like to sit around and ponder life. <laughs> because I want to pitch a movie idea, and uh, and if you steal it and make it into a movie, I would just be happy that I passed it on. Oh. <laughs> so, got? so um, you know, if you watch Predator or some of those, like, they try to do Ancient Aliens and Predator versus Alien or Alien vs. Predator, and then they did it in Prometheus and stuff like that. So, the story is of, of Latin America and how there was these great empires. So, just, you know, it's almost like a, like a parable. So, what if the people who were part of these great civilizations like Mayans they were aliens, or they were beings from another world, and they left. And they left us, you know, other than, than we're like their descendants, but we don't remember where we come from. So then they come back, and their spaceships look like Mayan pyramids, and their their beings have, like, these headdresses that look like their deities. Because what's really interesting about ancient aliens is that they do have a point where most aliens... Um, most deities from um, all over the world have like really strange looking characters with like big eyes or with like head, head, head crests or whatever or they have like sharp teeth or they have like multiple hands or they're like these really um, uh, amazing creatures. So let's say that they came back and they looked like that but it was just all like an astronaut suit that made them look like that. Kind of like in a Independence Day, where they get out of the suit and they're actually little gray guys. Um, but they're humans covered with all that stuff, or like a Stargate. And they come back to try to find out what happened, because they left some people here and then they went to the stars and they came back. And then the people are are corrupt and they're abusing each other and the cartels and stuff like that. So the aliens come back and they clean house. And they actually go around destroying everyone who's not a child. And then they, they take the children into the spaceship and take them away. Um, I think that would be a great movie and it would be kind of like symbolic of what happened. Um, so the movie would be called, in English, it would be called The, the, the Invasion. And in English, it would be called The Conquest. In Spanish, it would be called The Conquest. Because when, when the Mayans and the, the native Mexicans saw the Spanish come, they say that in Spanish, to conquer someone is to, to make them fall in love for you. And instead of, of treating them kindly and bringing them around, they destroy them. And this is the fear that Americans have that there's going to be an invasion from people from Latin America. So this idea that the aliens would come back and they would destroy the people that corrupted the world, and the only people they would have mercy on would be children. Because children don't have, uh, they haven't been taught the evil ways of humanity. So I would like to make a movie like that where it's like social commentary through horror and through sci-fi. And I think that's... If, if aliens are worth anything, they're a good source of social commentary. Because when King Roddenberry was using uh, aliens in, in Star Trek, there was a lot of racial tension. There was a lot of conflict. 
and he would use the the future and being uh, in contact with other uh, races of people as like a segue to make social commentary on real life and what was happening in the 60s. There's an episode where there's a character that is half black on one side and half white on the other. And then there's another guy who's the same color but opposite. And they hate each other's guts and they actually destroy their own world. So, I never thought about that. And now that I look back at it, I didn't realize that, that he was using that as social commentary. I never thought about that. A lot that of, makes sense. A lot of times they didn't have the budget to make other worlds, so he would go to another world and it was taken over by the Nazis. Or he would go to another world and it was taken over by the Romans. And then they would say that uh, there was a theory that other worlds developed at the same time as ours, and there were just at different periods of their history. So they showed up at this one world, and it was the Romans had conquered the Earth, but they were in the 1960s. So they still had gladiators, stuff like that. So they had to be very creative since they didn't have money for, for costumes. They had to use costumes from, from other TV shows and, and movies and try to make an interesting story around it. So in Futurama, they make fun of that, where you go to one planet and everybody's an Egyptian, and you go to another planet and everybody's Amish. That's what they did in Star Trek to save money. Huh. I mean, I wasn't a huge Star Trek fan because it was a little before my time, but um, yeah, what I'm looking back at now, I, I, now I know. Now I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> so. Introduction to some introspection. Where you To a spectator who can't see the spectrum. Where you Don't you take a pass that had it in the set. Passive aggressive need to add yourself some passion. Oh, you know. Always restless now inception is in session. Yeah, yeah. Broken down in sections, periods per sentence. Oh, yeah, yeah. You a sentence as a psychic only taking second. Must have sick and tired, never getting seconds. All this, budget, this, we can't stand it. Sit with these dimwits, but I'm standing. Practice, get to action, you were standing. Stay on top, your business, understand it. Ooh, that's the message. Wear the shoes, it'll show you perspective. Ooh, did we mention? Not fear, it's in the mirror, it's our reflection. Words are magic. I'm the magician, not a practitioner. I'm the doctor, doctor love, killing with kindness, carrying the blinded with a dose of knowledge. Some brain dead zombies addicted to ramen. Better pass me that molly, cause I need to forget shit. If you're looking for it, I lost your respect, you better earn it. All this prejudice, I can't stand it. Sit with these dim wits, but I'm standing. Prep this, get to action, you are standing. Sit on top, yo, business, understand it. Woo, that's the message. Wear the shoes, it'll show you perspective. Woo, did we mention? Not fear, it's in the mirror, it's our reflection. Instead of investing, they go get that bulletproof vest in the Hennessy all on their breath. Expecting the ending is destiny, doesn't he know that's insanity? Suddenly, someone has reached an epiphany. 
It's too late to pity, no sympathy, no synergy. And all we are seeing asymmetry until we are buried in cemeteries. Did you get the message? Did you get the message? I got your missed call and your voicemail. Did you get the message? Did you get the message? You see my red text, got your email. Ooh, that's the message. Wear the shoes, it'll show you perspective. Message. Ooh, did we mention? Not feel what's in the mirror, it's our reflection. No need to contemplate. What do you say? Jersey was on your plate. What do you say? No need to complicate. What do you say? Just need to find your blade. Did you get the message? Did you get the message? I got your missed call and your voicemail. Did you get the message? Did you get the message? You see my red text, got your email. This urgent, this you can't stand the show um, a week or two before and we play it um, you know, on air on Radio Free Nashville. If you go to RadioFreeNashville.org, um, Wednesdays at noon, uh, the Mystican Skeptic uh, radio show plays. But you can also find us online. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have um, Buzzsprout is the, the website that we use to, uh, to have our podcast on. So you just type uh, mystic-skeptic radio show slash podcast. We come up on uh, iTunes and all the other um, resources that are available for podcasts. Um, and we have um, a project. It's called uh, Raiders of the Unknown, where it's like the best of the mystic and the skeptic that deals with uh, religion, uh, spirituality, um, and conspiracies because... Um, I have those two shows that I did about UFOs, and they, they're kind of, um, and you have to dig through all of our stuff to find them, but on uh, Raiders of the Unknown um, is WordPress.com, you, you can find all the shows that we've done about um, stuff dealing with history, with conspiracies related to the Bible, with um, things that are kind of out of the ordinary and that are hot topics. We also have a YouTube um, channel where... We started doing video, and we have some of our old uh, radio recordings where there's just the audio with an image. Um, but we've, we've dealt with all kinds of stuff related to uh, the paranormal and, and social issues and stuff like that. We think next year we're going to focus more on uh, history and theology and things like that. But we just try to keep it, um, call it a variety show because we have uh, so many different topics that we deal with. And every once in a while we have... Uh, people who are uh, well-known in their fields uh, speaking about the subject. That's awesome. I was listening to it. I, I liked I liked what you had to, to say. I liked what the people that you had on had to say as well. So after the show, you can tell me which shows you listen to because I, I don't get too much feedback on my program. Oh, okay. 
I'll look, I'll look back at it. I know it was, uh, I think it was something Jones. Oh, well, you can wrap up the show and then I'll tell him. <laughs> and as always, you can find us at thebeardlatteshow.com, on Facebook and Instagram at The Beer Latte Show, and Twitter at The Beer Latte. We would love to know your thoughts on aliens. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. What kind of beer did you guys have? Today we were drinking um, from Lone Eagle, New Jersey, a bunch of different um, IPAs. I really wanted you guys yeah. to ask me what I drink, and you never did. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm sure. We're bad at that point, because we always do like, the, the beer portion like prior to recording anything else. Okay. It's kind of just like a prior portion. And we, we didn't forget to end the conference unless I was drinking something stupid. We should pay more attention to that. <laughs> so, so I'm a lightweight. Uh, I'm allergic to wheat. So I have to drink uh, those um, ciders. Uh, okay, they're very good, though. Yeah, like I've, uh, they're making more different ones. And uh, yeah, I don't really pay attention. Like um, Angry Orchard is okay. And then uh, it's a Golden Bow and things like that. But there are some new ones where they, you get like a flight of different ones. Um uh, in the package at Costco, and then um, I'm—I uh, don't think I'm allergic to grapes, but I'm allergic to um, pesticides. So unless the wine is organic, uh, I get really sick and like I pass out. Huh. So, oh my god! I never even thought about pesticides in, in wine. Yeah. So um, grapes and strawberries are the ones that have the most pesticides. So uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. That's actually a good thing to be allergic to because it's probably not good for you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big drinker to begin with, and then now I'm screwed. We're going to have I'm sure we're going to work at it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, which shows were you listening to? I'm going to ask my husband, how do I do this? How do I see the ones I was just viewing? Do you know? I don't know. I should flush that out. Oh, because I was looking at something. Is it on my page? You were talking to somebody. The one you had mentioned, which was, I thought his last name was Jones. Um, he was in the, the UFO, um, what do you call it? Yeah, MUFON. What was it called? Yeah, MUFON. Muf, what is it? MUFON? Yeah. So, yeah, I began to listen to that. That guy is a whack job. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I didn't actually end that one because um, my son was running around. And then I started listening to the Shack being an atheist. Is that what it was called? Yeah, uh, the Shack uh, turned me into an atheist or something like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just ridiculous. Religious people just drive me nuts. Um, so Michael Heiser was the first guy that I had on that talked about aliens, and then this guy Jones, whatever his name is, they're friends and they're part of some ministry where they're trying to prove that aliens are not real, so people believe in Jesus. And then I'm like. Well, if aliens, like, what makes you think that one cannot substitute the other? And they're like, well, we know that aliens are not real because Jesus said, that, like, like Jesus never said anything about aliens. But no, but it has to be demonic because they're trying to confuse people. And when you yeah. ever, ever you talk to an alien person, they always start talking about gems and spirits and stuff like that. So they're new age, and the devil works through that kind of stuff to confuse people. And I'm like, you can have your opinion and stuff like that, and maybe whatever, but don't mix stuff up. Like, the alien thing is a hoax in the sense of like it, it confuses people or puts them, um, sends them in the wrong direction. 
but now you are trying to say that you have some type of proof that it's a demonic possession or something that is causing people to see aliens. And like, it has nothing to do with that. They're talking about scientific stuff like, like spaceships and probes and stuff like that. And, and you're talking about the devil. Why would the devil pretend to be an alien to confuse people? Oh, because the devil sneaky like that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Like, because of people like you, that everybody can see. <laughs> it's like the, the, so it's like The Shack. The Shack is the stupidest Christian movie I've ever seen. I even liked the uh, Left Behind movie. And The Shack is just so goofy and tacky that it makes me not want to believe in anything because it seems like a joke. I actually was really in- excited to read the book many years ago when it came out. I don't know, like ten, when it, however long it came out, and then, and then I wasn't so excited anymore. <laughs> so I didn't even want to watch the movie. What What was it about the book that you, you found not that good? I don't even remember the whole premise. Doesn't he go? Somebody passes away, right? And then he goes to the shack and he, he meets a woman, and then like because there was such hype about the book itself. I thought it was going to be some kind of profound thing, but it wasn't as profound for me. It was just goofy, and it, it was exploitative. They took the... the His daughter is, is killed by, by a murderer, and then the whole story is about how Jesus makes him feel better about the murder. Right. But, but it's like, wouldn't Jesus stop the murder from happening, or would not let him? And it's like, well, you know, he's, he's a loving guy, but he's not going to change things. It's kind of like the thing you were saying, like, you have to go through that to grow. And it's like, you really need to have your daughter murdered for you to grow as a person. And it's like, well, right. who are you to judge? And, you know, and then there's this ridiculous part in the movie where they sit him on a throne and they're like, okay, choose. Do you want to kill your daughter or you want to kill your son? And they're like, I want to kill either of them. But you have to choose because you can only get one choice. And he said, well, kill me instead. See, you just got how Jesus died for everything. Well, <laughs> so simplistic. They want they want to answer every question, every issue in the universe. They want to answer it, and it's always Jesus. And Jesus was great. You know, message is fantastic. But if Jesus, 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 like it drives people away from from spirituality to make everything so simple. Um, and I'll be the first one to say, you know, fantastic. If people have faith. That's that's great. But don't make it hokey. And don't make it. Um, it's almost like abusive. Like if you don't agree with me, uh, there's something wrong with you. And then everything that I believe is very superficial. So it's like they have very simple answers, and then if you don't fall for them, there's something wrong with you. I know. I can remember myself being like in second grade, reading the children's Bible with all the beautiful pictures and everything. And I, I think I read it a few times, and I thought to myself. This is not real. Nobody told me that they were parables. Nobody told me they were stories, like just meant to be stories to teach. I, and I'm like, this is just not real. And and that minute, I didn't, I didn't believe in Santa. I didn't believe in anything, anything, anything at all anymore. <laughs> See what it could do. So tell me about the show. Uh, what made you guys start the show, and what's the, the ultimate goal? I don't know, Steve came up with the idea. He's always coming up with something. I don't know if I've always come up with something, but no, I just like to talk sometimes. Yeah. I like to hear different perspectives and talk about different theories and different things, and we're probably going to branch out 
a lot more past animals and ghosts and paranormal and all that stuff, and, you know, it's just interesting. Yeah. And where are you guys at? New Jersey. New Jersey, wow. Um, there's, there's a young lady that responded to your request. Um, she's in um, New York State, and she's a really good guest. She talks about pop culture, and, like, we did a, a show about... Um, the Harley Quinn movie and uh, the original Red Dawn. Oh wow! So she's she's really good. Um, she's just very talkative, very engaging. Um, you should have her on your show. And um, it's just it's easy to get burned out. I've been burned out a few times, and I'm wanting to quit. But then this is like for me like my legacy. Like I I want to write books, but I don't have the patience or not that good at writing. So. The podcast become a thing on themselves, and then I can like put them in different ways or make a series or whatever. So, if something were to happen to me and, and my kids want to know about me, like they can listen to my shows and, and hear the way I think or the things that were important to me. So, uh, it's almost become like a record of, of your the way you you, uh, you process information or your outlook on life. Yeah, that's very true. I like the fact that you're saying it's a legacy because it'll make you keep going on. Well, and then there we have to put out good information to combat all the bad stuff. Um, I've been wanting to do more shows on coronavirus. There's too many shows out there, and they might knock my knock mine down because there's this conspiracy that Google and Facebook they have like a narrative that they want to push, and anybody that disagrees with it is being persecuted. But right. Fox News has a narrative, and I don't know how you guys feel about politics, but they're pushing a lot of really dangerous stuff that is going to get people killed. So I have a lot of conservative friends, and they tell me these things, and it's just unbelievable the kind of stuff they're telling. That's why politics, just in general, it's been turning me off so much. I literally, I just watch cartoons all day with my son, <laughs> and then at night we watch a show. <laughs> it's just, it's. It's just one way or another, yeah. It's sickening because um, it's, it's dividing everyone and trying to keep everybody dumb. And it, and it doesn't lead to anywhere. It's like another way of misinformation or, or keeping people confused. Like They keep saying outrageous things to kind of keep people bouncing the ball around. And they're never truly addressing the issues. And then you find out that for them to pass a law that's actually going to benefit society it's a long way to get there. So people focus on the president, but the president only has so much power and only can do so many things. The other representatives have a lot of power too. And um, But some of my friends who are anarchists, they they hate the government to the point of they don't want to participate in it and they don't want to support it. But they have the goal to criticize something that gives them the right to criticize it. In, in Mexico, where I'm from, if you talk about, about the government, they shoot you in the head. Oh, my God. So how can they despise something that gives you the freedom to talk bad about it? That's, that's very true. Yeah. If, if it's, it's functional in the sense like we still have rights and we still have democracy, when once that goes away, then you know, we need to make a fuss. But they everything's a problem, everything's crap. When they don't appreciate what they have... Um, so this friend was like, I'm going to stop paying taxes. And I'm like, well, you need to get off my roads and stop camping in my parks and you know, just live in a hole in the ground because 
we taxpayers pay for all the stuff and then you get to benefit from it. Right, your kids can't go to school. <laughs> so you can't have your cake and eat it too in some aspects. In most. Most aspects. So the station that I'm at is very progressive and they, they do like the Hades Road show right before mine where it's like Israel can't do anything right and, and they're all murderers. And then they have this other guy who's like, he thinks uh, Donald Trump is a Russian uh, Manchurian candidate. Oh, God. And I call him and I'm like, listen, man, what you're saying is he's actually making his worse. He's like, you don't understand. The Russians have had him in his pocket for the last 20 years. And I was like, oh, my God. So there's a lot of really wacky shows on the station. I don't think anybody listens to my show. But, um... <laughs> It helps when you're trying to get someone famous because you're like, hey, I have a radio show. Yeah. So, I jump on that. <laughs> so I want to start a, a channel or a website where we have like critical thinking uh, podcasts on it. And we can do like our own brand. Like, this is a every, every show on here is people who are trying to find discernible truth. So then, whenever there's YouTube crap that is like far out, we're like the counter. And we're like, you know, the people who are putting out good information are very few and far between, but at least there's a different source of information versus yeah. all the other crazy stuff. So I don't know if you guys are interested in that or when when you're talking about aliens of that, you can make it entertaining and kind of just go along with whatever people are saying. But my plan is to give people enough rope for them to hang themselves. <laughs> so I had a guy come and talk about the Mithras cult how Mithras, uh, the god of the, it's like some group in the Roman Empire, that that's where all the beliefs of Jesus came from. And there are some things that are, are very similar, but there are other things that are not. And some of my religious friends would say, well, you gave him a softball questions because you never challenged what he was saying. And it's like, that guy, you can't challenge him because he had all the answers. So I hope that people can see through his arrogance and kind of look it up themselves. But that's a lot to expect from people. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, no. I, I like, no. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense that you just let him talk and talk and talk, and then it'll just start to talk in a circle. And it, it always happens that way. So I'm debating about inviting that guy who says that Jesus is a Druid. Because then he's going to start pushing Nazi propaganda. And it's like, well, I really want that on my show. But it's like, the more controversial you make it, the more people listen. And um, there was one that I did. I can't remember which one it was that I got a lot of people to, um, to listen to. I think it was one of the coronaviruses one. Um, and it's like then you get addicted to the hits. Like the more people watch it, the more you're like trying to keep up how many people are going to watch it. And I really don't know how people get like millions of views. That's like super controversial or engaging. So I hope you guys uh, don't get into that game of like, if you don't get too much traction, like you feel discouraged and you don't know what to do. Um, but We're not even at that level yet of discouragement. <laughs> I was enjoying doing it. And, you know, eventually if it grows great, if it stays mediocre, you know, we're still having fun. Yeah. Well, there's another fun with a purpose. Like my friend is a businessman and he's like, are you selling ads? Are you trying to like monetize it? And it's like, well, if I can't get enough people, I can monetize it. But there's people who make a living doing this. If you have a popular sure. show. 
So then it's like, how can we join forces to make like the best quality thing? Because there's three things that you need to 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 become successful: either great content, uh, a great guest, like a, a great host that is um, that people connect with, or like famous or something like. There's something about the host that, that like draws people in, or a niche like you're talking about something that nobody else is talking about. So. I try to do like a cosplay thing. I try to focus on just uh, spirituality. Like, I, I still haven't found like the one thing that it's going to get um, audience because then the bigger the audience, the more powerful the message. Like, you get more people to that you can influence. And for me, that's, that's I want to influence people in the positive. So I don't know what topics or things can I do that would put me in that in the forefront. Right. It's a tough one to figure out for sure. Yeah, you got to go from what you would think, what you would think is most influential, because it's got to be from passion. Keeping the passion going is important. But um, I know it's getting late, so uh, if you guys ever want to talk again, um, I'm always available. And uh, if there's any topics that you like to talk on on my show, um, we um, we think that the to me, the topic carries the, the conversation. So we have a, a very interesting topic. Uh, some people say, well, why would you want some random person talking about some topic? It's like because they're passionate about it or they're knowledgeable or they're willing to explore different ideas related to it. So. That would definitely need to touch some more. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Keep up the good work and appreciate it. You guys having me on your show. I'll be sure to get you all audio too for yourself. Wonderful. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. It's what I own, it's my life Last time I checked and looked it up, it's all mine